0: New to
1: our hearts, we come to you with a song and open arms to Jesus. and a praise and an anthem, our church. We give you the highest praise, as you deserve it all. You deserve it all. We give you the highest praise, you deserve it all. You deserve it all give you the highest grace, you deserve it all, you deserve it all, found in your name I power to save I hope. Darkness to light, death lost to life. To the end, earth will joy. My soul will rise To only bring you glory Come on, sing that again With every breath in my lungs My heart cries out To you belongs The glory Through every loss All oh. You deserve it all. You deserve it all. Give you the highest praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all.
0: Shun
2: Father, thank you today for your presence in our house. We're so grateful that we can be a part of your great plan in these last days. And Lord, we look to you for help. We look to you for answers, for instruction, for guidance in all that we do. And we thank you for what you have given us. And we'll use your word and we'll use your name and we'll use every promise that you've given us. And thank you that we are world overcomers today. We thank you for your power invested in us For this, we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise God, he is good. Amen, amen, he is good. Thank you, Lord. Welcome today. We're so glad you're here. We're going to dismiss our junior hires to head to a a special service for them on the west side of the building. The rest of you, get your fists ready. All right give 18 people a fist bump. Bam. See you in a minute.
3: just in. We're prepping for our fall session of life groups and are looking for people to lead finance groups, marriage groups, sports groups, and more. If you want to lead a group, make sure to attend new life group leader training at 11:15 and 1:15 today in the great room. Do you want to dive deeper in your relationship with God, discover his plan for your life, Life Bible College is accepting applications for the 2018 school year. For more info, pick up an LBC information packet at the booth in the lobby or visit lcboise.com slash LBC. Our Growth Track series starts back up with Welcome 101 at 115 next Sunday. Come enjoy lunch with Pastor Mark to learn where we came from and how you can be a part of what God's doing here at Life Church. Child care is provided. And for you guys to have kids going to camp, we leave tomorrow. Drop-off is between noon and 1 p.m. here at the church. Mark your calendars for our next Baptism Sunday on August 13th. If you'd like to get baptized and experience this life-changing event, make sure to sign up at the Welcome Center. Splish Splash, it's time to take a bath at the Splash of Life tonight. With these triple digits today, thank God we have a free night of swimming. It's going to be so much fun. Check out the video. It's time for the annual Life
1: church Splash of Life. Cool down from the summer heat by joining us from 6 to 8 p.m. on July 30th at the Natatorium on Warm Springs Avenue. It's a night of free swimming, jumping up diving boards, and, of course, sliding down the one and only Hydro Tube, so invite your friends and come make a splash with us at the Splash Alive. See you there.
4: Well, welcome this morning. It's good to have you here. Uh, we did want to mention to you that that event is free, completely free. And uh, even if you don't want to swim, it's been years. We've, we've done it almost since we started the church. I mean, like almost since the beginning we've done this event. And um, it's been a long time since I've been in the water, but I go anyway. So uh, if you want to just come fellowship, you can bring a picnic and and, um, just enjoy people's company. It's a fun time. We really um, enjoy spending time with our family. Amen. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're glad that you're here and uh, we'd like to give you a gift. And so if you could text the word gift to the number on the screens or um, you could find that number also in your announcements or bulletin, I'm sorry, Um, and then, uh, Once you send that text, you'll get back one prompt. And if you follow the prompt, that will give us time this morning to prepare that gift and have it waiting for you this morning when the service is over. And so you can pick it up in the lobby at our guest area where we also have refreshments and someone there to greet you and see if there's any way that we can help you this morning. So thank you so much for coming to church today. I have a couple of testimonies for you. This first one says, I'd like to share with everyone a few Wednesday service a few Wednesday services back during worship, an usher handed me an envelope. I continued to worship and I later opened the envelope and someone had blessed me with a hundred dollars and a note that said, Go buy some new shoes. I was in awe. I did, in fact, go buy some new shoes. Thank you for the blessing. I would also like to share that with part of that blessing I I used it toward my application fee to Life Bible College. So whoever you are that God spoke to, thank you. And most importantly, thank you, Jesus. And then this next one says, um, Our God is a God of miracles, and we felt led to testify of his goodness and wanted to share one of the many miracles that we witnessed. This is from one of our Life Bible College students, too, actually, who went on the Africa missions trip. It says, in the last jungle church that we ministered at in Uganda, we found ourselves, as we often did, praying for multitudes of people. I had my hand on a woman's shoulders, and my partner's eyes were open and praying for me because I was leading the prayer. We had been instructed to pray with our eyes open so we could see the miracles. The woman was pointing to her stomach, and my partner grabbed my hand and put it on her stomach with her hand on top of mine. We thought she was asking for prayer for her baby because it appeared she was about six months pregnant. To our surprise, she wasn't pregnant at all, but it was a massive tumor that began to shrink under our hands and completely disappeared. It says, um, her dress that once hugged what we thought was a baby hung flat and loose around her abdomen. It was an experience that we will never forget and wanted to give God the glory for the great things we had the honor and privilege to witness. And then I did want to mention to you that if you have um, any issues um, in your health or your body. Um, We have our healing service this Wednesday night, and you should attend, and I also encourage people to treat that like a vitamin. Preventative health. Come to those healing meetings so that you don't have to get sick. Amen?
2: Amen. What's up, everybody? How are you today? Are you happy yet? It's not too late. If you haven't Good to see you all today. It's nice and warm outside, right? The way it's supposed to be. Hundred. <laughs> hey, uh, regarding that welcome lunch that you heard spoken of uh, a few minutes ago, that's next Sunday. We do that the first Sunday of every month. Um, I want to personally encourage and invite anyone who is. Relatively new to Life Church to attend that, you'll hear stuff you won't hear anywhere else. And we we'll give you the secret handshake and, and all that stuff. And uh, it's lunch, and we even provide the forks. So uh, you can just come and just show up at that and, and, and hear some really good things about Life Church. But I also want to extend that. Uh, there are individuals at times that say, hey, I've been coming here for a while now, and it's already my home church, and so uh, do I need to come? Well, you don't have to, but we want you to anyway. Even if you're already plugged in, it's not just about convincing people to stay. <laughs> you know, it's about it's about giving good information uh, and and some very vital parts of our vision and who we are, and it's a part of our process. Remember last week we spoke to you a bit about a, a path of progress that we are all on. We're supposed to be unless we take the wrong exit, and uh, you're supposed to be on that, and that's part of the our system here that helps you get from where you are to where uh you can be fully used of God in your life. And uh so you're invited to come even if you've been here for a while and uh, and you've already eaten like many times um in your life. Uh, <laughs> and so that'll be next week. I encourage you to be there. Everybody ready for the offering today? Good. 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 A handful of you are ready for the offering. If, if you're giving today, then just get that ready. We'll pass the offering containers in a minute course, we have many ways you can give uh, digitally through the app and through the website and texting and all that stuff. And uh, and whatever you do, if you give in the service, some people give uh, before or during the week. Uh, this is our opportunity to stir our heart and get in faith, say some good things regarding our, our finances and, and so forth. So uh, pay attention whether you're giving in this particular offering right now or not, and it'll be very beneficial for you. One of the questions we sometimes have in regard to prayer, receiving answers, and especially in the realm of finances, is, is that, is the question of, is there ever a time between when we give and when we receive? Is there is, is there anything kind of built into God's kingdom that requires a delay? Uh, we know that when it comes to healing and some of those things that have been purchased for us in Christ on the cross and And uh, you can receive those kind of things instantly from God right now, right here today. Sometimes when you're talking about finances, there are some other factors that come into play. Do you know that? Uh, You ever read back in Genesis where it says it uses the language of seed, time, and harvest? And it says that that'll be in place for as long as the earth is here. In other words, it's not going to get so hot that the oceans overtake us and become water world, basically. hoping for a positive response, but just so you know, all those issues are covered in the Bible, <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, seed, time, and harvest did not just um, indicate something to us regarding the plant world, but it also is a spiritual principle that shows us how things work, and, and what we give comes back to us, yeah, but it's interesting that even in that language, there's seed, and then there's time, and then there's harvest. I like seed and I like harvest, but I don't always like time. How many know, but in, in, in the big picture of our lives, that time element is part of the equation. Yeah. In other words, that there is not a promise, there is not a, a scripture that is kind of a get-rich-quick scheme in God's kingdom. Now, now, God wants you to prosper, no doubt. He wants me to prosper, wants us all to have more than enough in every situation. But it's not really a get-rich-quick scheme. And we've all heard testimonies and some of you have experienced things where you've given and you've gotten a quick harvest. And I believe in that. I believe in a quick harvest. But as a general rule throughout our lives, we're sowing, and there's time, there's reaping. Yeah? And, and, and in fact, uh, there's a scripture over here in uh, Proverbs thirteen eleven 11 that reads this way. It says, wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Isn't that interesting? And, and, and so, so sometimes we're, we're, we're thinking about these uh, situations wrong. But my, my, my message to, to you today for, for this offering is one of encouragement. If there's a delay in that, if there's a time there, don't give up on, uh, on your believing. Don't quit and say, man, it didn't work or it's not coming or it's not happening another reason this takes place is sometimes I will give and I'll sow my seed and I'll give by faith and I'll trust God for increase and for my needs to be met and then the Lord will deal with another person and sometimes that other person responds quickly and sometimes they respond slowly and sometimes they don't respond at all and so he has to move on to someone else yeah I don't know if the Lord has ever moved on you to give in a special way, a special offering for the ministry or to give to another person and you pondered it week after week. Huh, that person was believing God and the Lord dealt with you and you thought, huh, I wonder if I should do that. Until the Lord had to move on to someone else. But that sometimes can be a reason why there's a delay because there's a human being involved. How many know he's not he's not raining dollar bills on us from heaven? He's not, he's not you know direct deposit into our account from heaven no he works within the system and he deals with individuals deals with people for opportunities to give money all that kind of stuff and so that's part of the the reason sometimes where there may be a delay it's not god delaying you it's a person delaying you hallelujah say amen or say oh me (laughs) let's believe god together what do you say Father, in Jesus' name, we bring our tithes and offerings to you now. Thank you for the abundance of your provision in every home and every life. Lord, we give to you by faith, and we receive from you by faith. Every bill paid, every need met, we thank you for abundance and no lack. In every circumstance, in every situation, you're always there. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless you as you give. Every breath
1: that's in my lungs, my heart cries out to You belong the glory through.
2: Bible with you today. If you've got a Bible app, got your phones, whatever you use, why don't you take them out, lift them up, make the devil mad, make Jesus glad, wiggle it around real good. Amen. Say it out loud. Say, This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I will receive from the good word of God, the incorruptible, indestructible ever living word of god and i will be changed i'll go from glory to glory and faith to faith and i'll never be the same shout it out say never 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 amen. never be the same again in jesus name amen amen find with me if you would in your in your bible first timothy chapter 1 first timothy chapter 1. We began a uh, series of messages a few weeks back that we're going to continue along the same lines today. Are you ready? All right. Seatbelts on? Everybody good? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Uh, We we began sharing with you about uh, this subject, faithfulness, and I've entitled the series counted faithful. We've identified already that there are great benefits to us personally if we are counted faithful. Uh, Right at the same time, there are great detriments uh, to being unfaithful. The unfaithful person is, is, is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. You just simply can't rely on them. Can't put any pressure on him. Can't, you? Just don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, but, but the Lord is helping us to to look just like Him, to emulate Him in all of His character, and all of His ways. And He is a most faithful God. And uh, and so we are stirring these things up in our own lives. First Timothy chapter one and verse twelve, Paul writes, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me. Because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. He was counted faithful. I want to be counted faithful. You want to be counted faithful. Why? Because then God will work in your life. God will put you somewhere. He'll use you. He'll give you a life of significance, one that has value and purpose. You'll make a difference here on planet Earth. Paul was counted faithful. Listen to this from the Amplified Bible. Uh, I give thanks to him who has granted me the needed strength and made me able for this, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he has judged and counted me faithful and trustworthy, appointing me to this stewardship of the ministry. Praise God. Last week, uh, we were sharing with you that one characteristic of the faithful— is that they will never leave their post. If they're given an assignment, if they're given a position, a place by God, they take that very seriously. And and they're not going to be uprooted because of inconvenience or discomfort, something doesn't go their way. Uh, No, they're just going to stay. They're faithful. They will be there. And uh, because of their presence... They're also available. And so God can ring their number. He can call their name and they answer and respond. Here am I. Send me. Use me. I'll pray. I'll give. I'll serve. I'll do whatever you need to do. Lord, I'm available to you. Praise God. And that's a that's a high uh, um, valuable person. A person of high value. Someone who will respond that way. Someone who's available. Someone who is Present. Praise God. In our day, of course, uh, many people have freedoms. We like freedom. I like freedom. But freedom to, you know, with, with prosperity or things of that nature, people have the freedom to travel. They have options in life to go places, to do things. And again, I think uh, that's a very positive. I don't want to be restricted by anyone or, or a lack of ability. I want freedom to be able to go and do but with that freedom, how many know anything can be taken too far and abused and, and, and all of a sudden a person's not available anymore? Because they're too busy going and doing and visiting this and seeing that and all of a sudden their priorities shift and, and, and the, they take the blessing of God and their lives are, you know, they're just not available for him to use anymore. So we, we want to watch out for the pitfalls uh, of some of this. Make sure you still pray. Make sure you still go when it's right. Make sure you still check in with the master to see what you're doing with your time and your resources and your ability so that you can live a life with his blessings but still be of value in his kingdom so that he has access to do various things in your life. Amen. I know one of the, one of the reasons we gather uh, in a service like this, um, we do so... Uh, because we seek change in our lives. Uh, I I don't know about you, but I didn't come to the Lord so he would adapt to my ways, but I came so I would adapt to his ways. I mean, if you didn't come that way, you might want to change up uh, because he's not adapting. (laughs) When you're perfect and right and holy and just and everything, uh, you don't need to do the changing, right? But we should always approach, I know I need help. I need uh, to be corrected at times. I need to be Uh, changed in my thinking and my mentality and that is the way that we ought to come because one thing that happens in life is we get trained and we get taught sometimes in ways that we didn't intend. Meaning, I didn't know I was being taught to think a certain way or live a certain way, but it's true, nevertheless, that we have been. All of us have grown up in certain environments, certain families, certain, had certain experiences, and they've affected us. And sometimes it's very positive, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's right in line with God's Word and God's ways, and sometimes it's not God's way at all. And if we embrace it too tightly, we hold on so tight, well, this is my way. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way I've always been. Well, we're going to miss out on some higher ways. we going to miss out on some better ways. Amen. Amen. And say, so why do you say that? Well, it, 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 goes, it fits in with what we're discussing in this way. Some of us have been trained to be unfaithful. Now we might not have labeled it that way, we might not have viewed it that way, but it's contrary to the ways of God, and we're just not as faithful as we ought to be, because of what we've seen. Uh, for, for example, uh, many people grow up in broken homes, and, 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 and you know, that, that can be very challenging, and, and, but how many know that teaches you something? And many of us have to deal with that, right? it wasn't it wasn't by our choice but we have to deal with that and we have to be trained differently so we don't reproduce it because it's very uh, very common that people reproduce the same problems they grow up with in their own families i i remember uh me, when when amy and i first you know got together said hi and stuff and uh we're getting to know and 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 we're thinking along those lines, or at least I was was she was too, but uh along the lines of the future and along the lines of marriage and and we had this discussion uh because it was of concern to me because I knew her parents were divorced, and I thought, okay, I don't want that in my house i don't want that I don't want that as my future, and see. Really? Would you really consider? It? Well, obviously, we made a different choice. So before you stone me for uh, for saying that or, or, or thinking thinking that, uh, it gave me pause because I didn't come from a home like that. doesn't mean everything was perfect, but, you know, I didn't come from a home like that. And she did. And I thought, okay, I know how this works. I know how many people reproduce what they grew up with. I know how it gets into someone's thinking and, you know, she'll have enough problems just dealing with me. <laughs> and, and, and so, but but I, I'm i asking those questions. I would encourage single people today still. You need to ask those questions. That should give you pause. I don't mean it's the final word on the subject. I mean, there may be a better answer, but it's, it's not something you should ignore because we are taught a lot by observation, by experience. Even if no one's told you, hey, here's the, Four steps to a broken home. <laughs> Make sure you follow these. You know, we pick things up in the, in the atmosphere and the environment in which we live. And this is why we discuss this. This is what one reason we gather today. It's one reason we read the Word every single day. We must disrupt wrong thinking in our own brains. We must replace human ungodly failing thoughts with godly faithful truth and if you will let god's word saturate you and not just for a week or two or a month or two but just like we grow up with things year after year you you um absorb large quantities of god's word it will have a dramatic impact on your life It'll make your friendships better and your marriage, if you're married, if you make marriage better, make you better on the job. It'll make you better in all areas of life, okay? And that's, this is just one little part of it that we're talking about today, but we need to absorb from our faithful father this character trait where we are faithful. And like I said, we've seen many benefits to that and many uh, negatives if we're not that way, but we are all being trained. So I want to continue uh, talking about some more things here, a lesson in faithfulness. We were sharing with you about Elisha and Elijah last week and how Elisha just refused to leave, refused to take a way out, refused to get off when he was supposed to stay on that's something we can learn from we can follow that all right stay where you're supposed to be and I want you to look with me over at the book of second Timothy uh, just real close there to where you are second Timothy chapter one and and there's a interesting discussion here Paul is writing this letter to Timothy and he's contrasting a couple different relationships that he had uh, one bad one good but notice what he said over here second timothy chapter one and verse 15 he writes this you know that all those in asia have turned away from me among whom are phygelus and hermogenes notice this is paul talking he's no slouch i mean he is a faithful dude And he has given his life and his everything to the Lord. And he has been honorable. You can read the writings. He did so with a clear conscience. He wasn't ripping anyone off. He wasn't harming anyone in any way. But look what he said. All those turkeys. And he didn't say that. But uh, all those people in Asia. He said, they all left me. He He said, all those in Asia have turned away from me. And then he calls out two guys. By jealous and Hermogenes. They turned away from Paul. I mean, that doesn't make any sense with my understanding of Paul. Why would you turn away from him? If you've ever had anyone turn away from you, if you've ever had anyone reject you, you're in good company. I mean, some of the best of the best. They've had the same thing done to them. All right? And, and if your conscience is clear and, and, and you've behaved yourself in a right way, where you, know, where you don't need to ask anyone for forgiveness, if you've done the honorable thing... Well, then that, that's just on them, right? But know this, it's not pleasant, it's hurtful, it, it, might, it might cause you some pain, but you're not alone, you're not the first one to be rejected. You're not the first one to be turned away. Paul went through this, event, this exact same thing. Uh, maybe you've had some fair weather friends. Have you ever had one of those? You know what a fair weather friend is? <laughs> They're friends when the weather is nice. In other words, uh, when everything's going fine, there's no trouble, no hardship, no, no issues, then they're there. They're friendly, they're happy, they're enjoyable, they're there for you. Call them, they answer the phone, you know, uh, they're there for you. But whenever there's problems, whenever things are not going well, uh, then you call them, they don't answer, right? Then they're not there for you. They're not a, they're, they're not a faithful friend. They are a fair weather friend. Uh, they're there for you when it's convenient. But if it's not, they're not there. Look at verse 16. The Lord grant to the household of Onesiphorus. Uh, Lord, the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. Now, now let's listen to this for a moment. First of all, this is Paul. Do you notice that he, need, he needed refreshed? So even those who are very committed to the Lord, they're doing the work of God, they're on the right path, uh, they still need a refreshing. Because we're still on planet Earth, and it's some bad things going on here, and he needed refresh, and he had a great relationship with God. And, uh, you know, you might think... Well, how, how would someone be refreshed if people come to me and they say, you know, I'm really burned out, really tired, really worn out, uh, really kind of in the doldrums. And I, I need some refreshing in my life. Uh, I mean, m- my first response would be, how's your prayer life? You know, you need to spend some time with the Lord. The Bible says this is the refreshing when, you know, when you, when you pray in the Spirit. And we know Paul was a big time tongue talker. He did so a lot. And, and, and he, but he, need, he needed refresh. You might say, well, Paul, why don't you just go pray in the Spirit for a while? You'll get refreshed. See, he knew that. See, he did that. But there are other ways that people get refreshed. You know what they are? Here's one right here. It's through people. It's interesting to me that Paul said here that that Onesiphorus uh, uh, often refreshed him. The person did the refreshing, and he was not ashamed of his chain. Would that still be true today? That sometimes our refreshing comes not just from praying, not just from spending time with God, but from people. I can tell you experiences I've had uh, definitely with the Lord one-on-one or in church services where I got totally refreshed and empowered and strengthened. But I can also tell you stories of times where I got around the right people. And in being around certain individuals, I got recharged. I got refreshed simply from the strength of that relationship, faithful relationships can add so much to your life and, and paul's paul 's talking about this guy here how, how it, it does so much amen and uh, and this is essential for for, for our lives our, since you can 't control like what other people do for you though, and you shouldn 't probably try um, are you a refreshing to others all right when you come into the room. When you engage in conversation and have a relationship, do you bring a breath of fresh air to that individual or do you lead with negativity? Lead with problems lead with hey I, that what, hey what's going on well, <laughs> and every time you get around, you've got something negative to say you don't want to be that person you know not a not a refreshing, but it's like, man, your water's dirty. You know, something's going on here. That's the air is clouded. Can you t- turn open a window around here? Uh, I don't want to be that person. Don't sow that into others' lives. Be that person of refreshing to someone else. Amen. Think about it. Uh, sometimes we're always mindful of ourselves and what we're dealing with. Be mindful of someone else. Be the breath of fresh air. Be the refreshing to another individual. I, I remember uh, years ago when our church was uh, much smaller, there was one couple who uh, they started coming to the church for a bit. And, and after, after a while, uh, they said, we're not coming here anymore. We're not going to continue. We're going to leave. And, uh, and, and, and we said, of course, well, what, why? Why, would you want, why do you want to leave? They said, well, no one ever invites us over to their house for dinner. No one ever invites us out. And we thought, huh, okay. Well, how many people have you invited out? How many people have you had over? They said, well, no one. (laughs) Well, good luck with that process throughout your life. Sitting back, expecting and waiting for everyone else to do something for you while you do nothing for them. Not really a good pattern. I remember uh, uh, you know, in those same days, uh, there was another person who who said that you know, they were coming to church, and they said, I, I just don't have any friends here. I want to have friends. And I thought, well, I, I agree with that. It's sure nice to have friends at church, and, and we want you to have friends. And, and they said, I don't have any friends. And so I observed this person. They came in last and left first. <laughs> I mean, seriously, they come to church, and as soon as the service was over— no, I don't care if you do that. If you want to just boop, run out as soon as you can, but don't say no one talks to me. <laughs> I don't have any friends. Well, uh, how many know? Uh, well, Proverbs 18:24 says, "A man who has friends must be friendly." <laughs> and so there is some sowing and reaping going on here. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I want people to be in my life. A refreshing I want them to respond and be encouraging to me. But what should I, what should I do in this whole equation? I should look for people to be a refreshing to. I should be looking for opportunities to bless and encourage and, and be a, a positive in someone else's life. That, that same verse in the New Living Translation reads, There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Yeah? And so... This gives us this picture then of faithfulness. What does faithfulness do? Sticks, there for you, available, present. There you, you can count on them. Uh, don't think about what others can do for you. Uh, begin to sow faithfulness, sow friendship into someone else's life. Praise God! Everyone's still okay here today. Can, can, can we keep going? Can I? Can we go a little bit further? I Don't want to waste anyone's time because. Uh, we're here. We should get something out of this. Verse 17. Verse 17. Speaking about Onesiphorus. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. Now, again, this is Paul talking about him. And I want you to think about the time in which they live. He arrives at Rome and he has to find Paul. Now, Paul's not there with a you know an address. Hey, let's go over to Paul's house. He's not going to call him on the phone. He's not going to send him a text. Hey, Paul, meet me over at the coffee shop. This is very difficult to go into town and just find someone. Go into a big city, and, and but what did Onesiphorus do? He sought him out very zealously. He was important. This is why he's getting so much praise right here. Is because he gave uh, over the top effort. To find him when it was very difficult, he wanted to be there for him. Paul, of course, was, you know, bound up because for preaching the gospel, and he was, uh, you know, talked about his chain. But he he, he had uh, he had to seek him out very zealously. Do you seek people out zealously? You know, sometimes they're just a friend, or sometimes there's someone the Lord puts on your heart to, you know, call or. Be there or offer your help or assistance or just encourage? Do you seek them out zealously or, or is it like, you know, I'm pretty busy this week, so, you know, and then a couple weeks later you give them a call? Well, they might need you now. They might need you today. Well, I'm kind of inconvenienced in doing that. He was very inconvenienced. But this is what a faithful friend does. They'll put themselves out they need to, will inconvenience, it's uncomfortable, but I'm going to be a refreshing to this person. I'm going to be life-giving instead of just, I will squeeze you in, I'll fit you in if it's convenient. That's not the way he was. And so it shows a, a level of commitment, not just, I'll stop by if I'm in the neighborhood. Verse 18, the Lord grant to him that he may find mercy. From the Lord in that day. That's the day of the Lord. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. So Timothy already knew some stuff. And wouldn't you like to have that on your resume? Onesiphorus, I ministered to Paul a lot. I mean, Paul's kind of a giant in the faith. No doubt he's in heaven right now with much reward. Being honored for his great service and sacrifice. But you know what? Else, who else is being honored and rewarded right now? Oh, Amen. I mean, he's got to deal with that name like forever, so. <laughs> so he needs some extra benefits. <laughs> uh, but he's being, what's on his resume? I ministered to Paul. You did? To Paul? The apostle? The great man of God? What did you do? I keep, I keep, I keep. I kept him refreshed. I sought him out to make sure I could help him in, with anything he needed done. And so he was quite thankful and quite a, appreciative. But Paul is giving Timothy an example of godly behavior. Some were ashamed and turned away, and others sought out and ministered. So which one are we? Turn away, seek out, and minister. Contrasting relationships. Who will you be? Phygellus, Hermogenes, or Onesiphorus? Which one would... I said, I can't even remember those names. Uh, If you say them enough times, you might start speaking in tongues. Um, (laughs) Okay, maybe. (laughs) Uh, But then he goes on from there in this discussion. It's very interesting. And he he begins to talk to Timothy about faithful people and about who he should choose. Okay? Uh, He said, this is how they acted. This is how this guy acted. Now here's who I want you to find in your own church, these kind of people. And he goes on to say, it's 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, just a continuation. He, He goes on to say, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. How many know being strong in the grace that's in Christ is different than just be strong? How many know that's a different message than just, come on, Timothy, suck it up. Come on, Timothy, cowboy up here, and uh, pull yourself together. No, be strong, not in yourselves. As as Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Yeah, I'm not just going to be strong in myself. You might be a strong person. You might have an ironclad will, but you will run out. You will come up short. But if you're strong in the grace of God... That's when he's working in you. That's when he's working through you. That's when you're tapping into an ability that goes beyond your own. Amen. Believe that you're equipped. Believe that you are enabled by God to do everything that you are called to do. Yeah. Being a witness, serving in the church, working your job, training your children, whatever you do. Believe that there is a, a power from on high that works in you, enabling you to do it successfully and enabling you to do it well. Praise God. This is what Paul told Timothy. Be strong. Be strong, my son, in this grace. And verse 2. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, now, Now listen. He's explaining... How faithful people act. He's explaining good relationships, bad relationships. And he said, Now, Timothy, I want you to find in your church, I want you to find some faithful men that can teach others also. Not just find anyone. Don't just say whoever, whoever wants to, or no, find the faithful ones. You know that's how God looks at us today. Who's he going to use in here? Faithful ones. Totally, this is how God thinks. You know, reverting back for a moment, when, when uh, Elijah was training up Elisha, and Elijah was about to take a chariot to heaven, cool ride out, huh? How many know he didn't say, all right, who wants, because uh, all, you know, all the prophets were there looking on from a distance, uh, who wants double portion here, raise your hand. Okay, we'll give it to you, 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 okay, all, all you at one double portion come and line up. He didn't do that, did he? That's not how double portions are handed out. That's not how promotions are handed out in God's kingdom. It's not just whoever wants one. Now, salvation is for whosoever will. Don't get me wrong. We can all believe for God's promises. But I'm talking about being a useful, useful person in life and in God's kingdom. It's not just whoever raised their hands. Because Elijah put Elisha through great test and said, why don't you leave? Okay, why don't you leave? No, I'm not leaving. And he gave him opportunity after opportunity to depart. And his resistance to depart and his faithfulness to be there when he saw him go put him in position where he could handle more. He could handle double. He could handle a great move of God, double the miracles, double all that that God was doing in Elijah's life. He could handle it. The Lord still works this way. Is it available to all? All who are faithful. Yeah, there are some perks, some blessings, some benefits, some upgrades. There are some advantages that certain individuals have over others, and they are the ones that will stand before the Lord one day and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Not just, hey, well, you're done. <laughs> Glad you're here. <laughs> Glad you made it S- slid in here by the skin of your teeth, but you're in. No, there are rewards. Waiting for individuals that are. And so Paul told Timothy, now look in your church. Timothy was a pastor at Ephesus. He said, you look in your church, I want you to find faithful people. Find the faithful ones. What do you mean? Aren't they all faithful just because they're in the church? Apparently not. Otherwise, he wouldn't tell them that. He would just say, find a bunch of dudes. Anyone you want. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo.'" Have them, have them count off, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. No, he said, find the ones that are faithful. Be, why? Because that's who God's looking for. Man, this should be huge in us. What, what does a faithful person look like? Well, it doesn't look like Phygelus and Hermogenes. Do <laughs> you notice there are four levels of of, of of transfer, four generations here. This is how God works. There was Paul. There was Timothy, there was faithful men, and then there was the others that they would teach. Paul said, take what I've given you. Find faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You'll also notice he didn't say, I want you just to find some 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 people who can do it. Some people with skills. Don't just find people who have ability. Ability is important. I don't mean to exclude it like it doesn't matter. But ability is not on the top of the list. What's on the top? Faithfulness is on the top of the list. It's easier to help a faithful person with ability than it is to find a person that has ability and no faithfulness. This is something we've got to work on ourselves, you guys. There's got to be a willingness inside of us to be changed, to be altered, to be moved, that God can shape us and work this out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't do it in yourself, I don't do it in myself, it's just not going to happen. And I become unuseful even if I have a skill. Uh, anybody here like football? All right. If you're American, you like football. Oh, sorry. Some of you don't. And I, I just called you un-American. But <laughs> uh, I like football. I like to watch football. I like Boise State. And, and uh, I like to watch the NFL. And, and, uh, and I'm, thinking of a, I'm thinking of a couple, couple people. With high ability, uh, one of them a few years ago, one of our local guys, uh, Titus Young, went pro. And uh, and where's he at now? Well, there were some other things lacking, right? Thinking of a guy a few years ago from Texas, uh, they called him Johnny Football. Know him? Johnny Manziel great college football player entered the pros totally out of the pros right now why not because of lacking of skill because of things in his personal life that he didn't get together i wonder uh, i wonder how many of us you know no one's calling on me to throw the football but you know but i wonder but we all have skills and abilities in some areas in life every single one of us have gifts from god inside of us and uh but I wonder how many of us are hindered because we lack in some of these other areas. And our absence of faithfulness keeps us from being fully used, from maximizing our gift, our effectiveness, our influence, our success in this life. Come on now, that's why this is where our tension is. That's why, that's why this is, 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 is where we focus. What is a faithful person? According to this, it's one who doesn't turn away, like Vigelis and Hermogenes. In marriage, it's it's one who doesn't give themselves to another. In friendship, it's one who is there when you need them. A faithful person is basically one who is true to the original. They're consistent with the facts. Have you ever given someone a message, said, Hey, would you tell so-and-so such-and-such? And then between you and the person you wanted to get the message, they altered it, and they told the message wrong, and then maybe they justified it and said, well, this is what they meant. And you said, is that what they said? Really? They said that? Well, it's what they meant. That's being unfaithful. See, we are supposed to be faithful with this. Meaning, I do not have the freedom to just say, well... That's, you know, that was then. And adjust it because maybe it's not politically correct. Or maybe not socially acceptable in some circles. Or Hollywood is not approval, approving of it. I don't have that right to do that. Th- that would make me an unfaithful servant of God. If I took his uh, pure, undefiled words and altered them in any kind of knowing way. Right? That would be unfaithful. We, we should be faithful with God's words. Faithful true. If you, if you uh, go away and come back ten years from now, we won't have amended the Scriptures. We won't, we won't be preaching a different message. It will be the same. Other than, you know, we grow in knowledge and grow in revelation, that kind of stuff. But it will be rock solid the same. Why? If we don't, we're not faithful. Yeah, we want to represent accurately. Do you work for someone? Represent them. True to the original, true to the facts. If you're representing someone else, if you're doing a job for someone else, make sure you represent them accurately. If you're a Christian, probably a few in here, uh, how do you represent the Lord? A faithful child of God will do everything in their ability and power to be an accurate representative of who he is, by how they live, by how they they conduct themselves, by their words, by their actions. See, we don't just let any, any, any word that pops into our mind come out of our mouth. Why? We stand representative of him. And he could be misunderstood or even rejected if we do that, if we handle that incorrectly. Wow, I didn't mean to kind of end up on something heavy like that. But, but, uh, but on, a, on a serious note, I mean, we all blow it, but then how you many know repentance goes a long ways? Honesty and so forth, you blow it, you, you acknowledge and don't cover it and that kind of thing. Uh, but we want to be faithful representatives of the Lord. And, and we can see what a faithful relationship truly looks like as opposed to those who leave, those who turn away, those who reject. Amen. Father, I pray today for these. I pray for these as as individuals, all of us here looking to you, wanting direction, answers. Help us in this regard to be just like you, faithful and true. Faithful and true, reliable, honest, and trustworthy. Thank you for working this in our hearts. We are not on our own and without strength and without ability, but you are God, most faithful God. And you live big in us. So thank you for helping us today to walk in your ways, to walk according to your plan, your purposes, your instructions we will be faithful to do all that you've called us to do. All that you've placed in our hands, we'll be faithful with that today. Thank you for the relationships you've given us. Father, help us today, this week, to be that refreshing to someone else. Help us to be that encouragement, that help, and not a drag on those around us, in our families, in our jobs. May we be the, the one that helps. Individuals look forward to being around us because we bring lightness and peace and joy into a situation. So thank you for you, using us and working through us today. We give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen, amen. Thank you Lord. Praise God. If you're dealing with, uh, in the top in the forehead part of your, your body, uh, a headache kind of right up there in the top part, part. It's not in the back. You can get this if you want, but that's where it is. It's up in the forehead right there. Put your hand right there on yourself. As you do, the power of God goes right into you. I speak life and healing. I command pain to go in Jesus' name. Thank you for your healing power. just washes right through them, washes that right out. All the pain leaves them. Now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that it's so. Thank you that it's done. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. And then also, let me pray for this. If you've got something on uh, on in, in your tongue, on the back part of your tongue, almost maybe closer down to the throat area, but it's way in the back part of your tongue that's giving you problems, giving you pain, got a, some kind of a... Uh, issue or pain or infection, just lay your hands on yourself wherever you can reach. I, I don't know. Uh, in, in, in the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I speak to your tongue, your throat, that area of your body. Be healed in the name of Jesus. All that sickness leaves you now. All that pain, discomfort, all, every sickness, disease, and every virus dies now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Praise God. How many How many? just by lifting up your hand real quick, say something was going on in one of those areas of my body, one of those two, and they left, and the pain's gone? Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Another one. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for those over there. Hallelujah. All over the place good to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Testify. Help someone else. Shame the devil along the way. Make him sorry he ever messed with you because you got healed and then you spread the word. Amen, amen. This morning, afternoon, whenever it is, good night. Uh, Before we finish, this is real important with nobody moving around just in the last couple minutes here, life and death. Can we deal with that for a moment? talking eternal life and eternal death, all right? We're all alive physically, if you're here, hopefully, uh, and we're not going to stay that way, right? And and so eternity is a very, very important issue for all of us personally to get settled and be assured of in our hearts. Here's the problem, right? Ready for the problem? We've all sinned. That's not my judgment of you. That's us compared to a holy, perfect God. He has done it all right, and we have all missed it by a mile we've all sinned we've come short of god's glory and here's the other problem with that there's nothing we can do about it you can't fix it you can't try harder you can't be a better person and someday god will let you into heaven we've all blown it and there's no recovery (laughs) by our own efforts and religion will never fix it i don't want anyone to come here and say i got religion today Pick me up You'll still be a a religious sinner. All right? So that doesn't do the job. But here's the good news. I love the good news. The good news is God already took your sin and my sin and placed it on His Son. And Jesus went to the cross. He suffered. He died. It was horrible. But He did it in our place. He suffered so we wouldn't have to suffer for our own sins. This is amazing grace. This is God's amazing love. He did it for you. He took your sin so you could get off scot-free. When Jesus was raised from the dead in God's eternal legal system, you are declared... Uh, forgiven you are declared free your balance is zero you don't owe anything you're not guilty of anything it's all washed away 100 when jesus was raised from the dead as far as god is concerned it's totally done as far as you and i are concerned it's available for us to pick up he won't force it on us But anyone and every one of us who wants to have eternal life and wants to have forgiveness of sins can access this freely today. Jesus called this being born again. He said, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of of God. If you've been born again, it's a spiritual resurrection, then you're alive today and you're going to heaven and you are laughing. You're in a great relationship with God. But if you've never received that, then... Would you like to do so today? All right. Would you like to receive this amazing gift today? That's where we're going to do. That's where we're going to end with this prayer. And if you want in on that, I want to encourage you to do so. Uh, here's how we're going to do it. In just a minute, I'll have you lift up your hands all across the building. Everyone who wants to do this, I'll, I'll count. I'll say one, two, three, bam. When I do, I want you to lift up your hands. I'll say thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And, and, and I'm going to just count, count them out. And, uh, and then we're going to come together and pray. All right, It's going to have to be a life-changing moment. Jesus said this. He said, if you'll confess me before men, so said, I'll confess you before the Father in heaven. He said, but if you deny me before men, I'm going to deny you before the Father in heaven. He didn't want us to hide or be secretive or be ashamed or act like we didn't want anyone to know. He just said, if you're going to do it, then do it. Go for it. And, and, and do it out, do it loud. All right? And so that's why we're going to do that. We're going to have you lift up your hands. Um, but let me be real clear before we do. Uh, who should lift up their hands today? Who am I saying? I don't want anyone to be confused. Who should respond in just a minute by lifting up your hand? It would be anyone at all who would say, if I died today, I wouldn't go to heaven, or I'm not sure if I'd go to heaven, uh, and I want to be sure. Then you would lift up your hand. Secondly, anyone today who would say, uh, I've never been born again. Or I don't know if I've been born again. We've met many, many people who even go to church, but they never knew they needed it. They didn't know they had to be saved. They didn't know there was a new birth available to them. And so you may have believed in God, may have been to church, but you've never been born again. Let's do it today. Here we go. Or number three, anyone at all who would just say, you know, I've never given my whole heart, my whole life. I've never gone all in with God and I'm ready to do that. Day. I'm ready to give him my all, go all in, off the diving board, in the deep end, head under the water. I'm doing that with him now. If that's you, you lift up your hand as well. I'm going to include you in this prayer. Praise God. Good, good. Everybody ready? Here we go. On three, just shoot him up. One, two, three. Bam! Lift him up today. So that's me today. Praise God. Amen. Help me out with uh, with, with, with. I see people pointing. Right here. Awesome. Amen. Thank you. Others? Who are you guys pointing at back there? Right back there. Awesome. Thank you. See that one, too? Good, good, good. Anybody else we missed? Good, good, good. All right. Let's all stand. Praise God. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Here's how we're going to do it, you guys. Uh, This is special. I honor you. I bless you. And uh, I'm going to come down and pray with you. Okay? I'm going to come right down here. And I want to invite you to come, and I invite you to come, and, uh, and we're going to pray together, and we're going to have a meeting with God right now. Come on, come on. Amen. God bless you. Good, 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 good. Praise God. Praise God. We'll wait, we'll wait. Keep clapping. Amen, amen. Awesome, awesome. God bless you. Thanks for coming down. Good, good. Let's let's take a moment and let's pray. Help us out, everybody. Would you pray with them today? Just from your heart. Say, Say it out loud with me. Say, Dear God in heaven, I repent of my sins. I turn my life to you. I believe in Jesus. He died for me on the cross, paid for all my sins. He was raised from the dead. And he's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. I confess that Jesus is Lord. I give all my heart and all my life to you. And I receive your love and forgiveness in your life. I'll never be the same. Thank you for washing me clean, making me new. I will live for you from this day forward, in Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 awesome, awesome,
3: praise the Lord, hallelujah, hey guys, as we dismiss here, yeah, isn't it awesome, as we dismiss here in just a second, I just want to remind you of a couple different things, the first one is our guests, don't we thank our guests for coming, aren't you awesome, yes, you guys are an amazing church and we really appreciate it. Hey, uh, and in your honor, we have a guest reception. And so after I dismiss here in just a second, you want to exit the doors, hang a left, and you want to go to our guest reception, you'll see a big TV, and uh, we have our gift waiting for you there. Also, we're going to have our healing teams up front, So if you have any issues in your body, come on down and let them minister to you. All right? All right, guys, you ready? All right, one last thing is this, the splash of life. Who's excited? Oh my goodness, I'm so pumped. We will see you at 6 o'clock. Be blessed. You're dismissed.